0: Hey there, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about an exciting challenge we have coming up starting February 10th. It is the Reconnect 5-Day Spiritual Growth Challenge, and I'm going to be challenging you to connect with God in a real way for five days. Now don't worry, I'll have everything you need, including Bible verses and a simple three-step spiritual growth method to make connecting with God easy, fun, and life-changing. You don't want to miss this free event. So to sign up, go to VibrantChristianLiving.com forward slash spiritual-growth-challenge and sign up now. Have you ever wondered, how can I hear God's voice? Or how can I know that God is really working and present in my life? It's a great question. And it's an important question if we're supposed to be having relationships, authentic relationships with God, where we're growing deeper in Him and really connecting with Him. Well, today we're going to talk about step two of the spiritual growth rhythm, and it addresses this very topic. So I can't wait to share with you all that we're going to learn. Let's get started. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful inspiration to help you step out of stress and overwhelm and into a balanced life full of peace, purpose, and meaning, the full, vibrant life that God has planned for you. So find a cozy spot, and let's get started on today's episode. Hello there! Welcome to this episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Michelle. I am a life coach for Christian women, and my passion is to help women like you learn how to walk confidently in your God-given identity so that you can find purpose, you can find meaning, you can find the best life right now, no matter what your circumstances are. Well, today we are talking about a very important topic, which is the second part of how to really connect with God every day. And we've been talking about the spiritual growth rhythm, which is a rhythm that I invented as a way to, first of all, for myself, learn how to connect with God in a, in a systematic way that I felt like I was able to just really connect in a deeper way beyond just reading the Bible and having it just kind of so- go over my head or or feeling like I, I Prayed sometimes but didn't. And So today we're going to talk about how to learn to see God present in your life. And a big part of that is step two of the spiritual growth rhythm, and that is called recognize. So this step is an incredible step to really learn how to welcome in your life because once you have done that first step, which we talked about in the previous episode, and you can check that out if you haven't already listened to it— in the first episode, we talked about receiving from God and that studying God's word, really not just reading it, but really letting it apply to our life, soaking it in, opening it up, seeing what's in there, and then taking an active step to move forward and live it out. Today, we're talking about how to recognize God's presence in your life and how to do that on a daily basis. And why this is so important is because so often we are in situations. Where we may not, quote, feel God. And if there's something that cripples the church right now, it is the fact that they have an issue. I would, and again, I include all of us in this, that we, that we, when we don't feel God, because we're living in such a, an emotional driven time in history, um, when we don't feel God or see Him, perhaps we think we begin to doubt and we begin to question. And I get emails all the time from women who are really upset and and feeling lost because they are missing feeling that closeness to God and I want to just share from the top that it's very normal to feel that way and it's there are times when we can wonder where God is and it's okay to ask that question this practice of recognize is an an amazing way to begin to open our eyes to the ways that He is working. And that's why I think it changes us so much because when we get into this habitual practice and we really start doing this every day or as close to every day as we can with with grace, of course, it begins to change how we view His presence in our life. And it begins to change our circumstances because we recognize, oh my gosh, He is involved in everything. I can see Him all over the place because I believe at the core of my being that even if we can't feel God, there's evidence all over the Bible that says that He is present. He is present in all circumstances, in all situations. And that's because He is pure love and His love for us never fails and never stops. So I'm gonna talk about this topic from two different aspects, from a spiritual aspect, meaning the evidence of God being present in our life, Okay, And then from a practical aspect, how can we recognize God every day? How can we really see it happening before us? Because I think you need both. I think we need to have that factual knowledge that He is there and then have the how do I live this out aspect of it. And so before we dive into that, let's talk about the symbol for the second step of the spiritual growth rhythm. The first symbol for receive, of course, was an open book with light emanating off of it, meaning receiving this, the, the light and the life of the Word of God. This symbol, I like to use a pair of glasses, and that's because, as you'll learn, as we learn more about the the application of this, of this recognizing, that learning to recognize God's presence is a lot like learning to look at our lives from a different lens, and it becomes easier to put these lenses on the more we do it, but when we can put them on. It makes all the difference in the world. So hold on to that thought a second, but I want you to at least have that symbol in your mind as we're beginning to talk about this, okay? So first, let's talk about recognizing God's presence and and the factual evidence for God being present in our lives at all times from a biblical perspective. So I'm going to share with you some Bible verses, and let's let's talk about them individually. So Colossians 1.15 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So Jesus himself is the image of the invisible God. Of course, Jesus is not alive and walking on earth the way he once was during the period where he was a man and, and fully man, fully, fully God on the earth. But he, through his Holy Spirit, is still present in our lives. And when he was on the earth, and even in the the Word of God, when we read the stories of his life, we hear other people talking about him and how they interacted with him. We can see how he is the image of the invisible God, that he is present. He has come into our lives. He is the Emmanuel. and seraphim, when we when we learn about seraphim, they are these angelic beings that surround the throne of God. um isaiah six three talks about the seraphim and what they say to. God's people, or what they say before, what they proclaim to God's people, but what they're saying before the throne of God, they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with His glory. So God's glory is filled everywhere. All of creation was made by God, and we are created in His image. We can see that. God is everywhere, and we can see evidence of Him in everything. And so the entire earth is a reflection of God's glory. Um, we can also see this in just creation itself, like I said, um, how we look around and and see that there really is something in control, even if we can't feel it or it doesn't look the way we expect it to look, which is a big part of, of quote, feeling it. And that is God Himself. Um, so Psalm 98.2 says, The Lord has made His salvation known and revealed His righteousness to the nations. So He makes salvation known and plain to them, to all of us. Um, and He reveals His presence to the nations. And often that is through creation. And Romans one nineteen actually expands on that topic. It says, since what may be known about God is plain to them, this is talking about um, those who choose to um, to not follow God's ways, that that they are without excuse because God's ways are known plain to them through creation, which we're going to read in a second. So since what may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse so there is this ability for us to see even if we don't see obviously every detail of the bible and 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 of the truth of god we can see in creation everything we can see it presence in in how everything works together in the changing of the seasons and the majesty of of the mountains of the, the, the what keeps the sea continuing to to surge against the shore? What keeps the moon spinning? What keeps us spinning every day? There clearly is something controlling it, and so we can know that there is that God is there. He is involved. He does care about us. Second um, Corinthians three twelve to eighteen. Um, talks about just how we have the Lord with us, how in the Old Testament, um, the the Israelites had this, the the presence of the Lord that would come and go, right? Um, And it wasn't always necessarily physically with them. But we not only have the Word of God, and we have the example of Jesus, we have His Holy Spirit itself, right? So, whenever someone is turns to the lord the veil is taken away it says in 1st corinthians 3:16 for the lord of the, the lord is the spirit and whenever the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord we can see god's spirit through his holy spirit we can see the who he is we can feel his presence and we can know he's with us because of the holy spirit with us okay so what can this look like, right? What can we, what can we, how can we make this work in, in a realistic standpoint from a practical aspect, okay? We talked about the goggles. We talked about the, the lenses. And one of the, the, the biggest aspects of, of that lens as a symbol is learning to see God through the eyes of a child, I love the verse in Matthew 11:25 that says, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and you revealed them to little children. So how do little children come out and see the world? They there's such this beautiful expression on their face Have you ever i'm sure you've seen a child who's experienced the lights of christmas for the first time or um who has seen a butterfly transformed i i know um for several years and in fact we just did it again with my youngest son we got a caterpillar. We went through that whole process where you get the caterpillar and they start off and they grow and they eat and they eat and they eat and then they turn into a chrysalis and they become a butterfly. Like it's just amazing. It's amazing every time you see it. But for a child, the first time they see it, it's just it's mind-blowing, right? And it's because they're they're just accepting and seeing. And, you know, we may think, okay, well, we are wiser. We know that that bad things can happen. We know about the other side of things, and so we can't always just have this innocent looks about things, right, Alicia? You know, but here's the thing. Like I believe that yes, we need to be wise about those things. We can be knowledgeable about what could happen, but God wants us to dwell in what is and who he is and what is possible and that whatever happens has to go through him. So If we can look at our lives and say, that is how I'm going to view my life, as God is with me, and I'm going to trust Him in the way that a child trusts a parent, then it makes a big difference in in how we face our circumstances. Um, One of the most beautiful examples of this for me was when my second son, Cameron, was born. We were blessed to have a home birth. It was something that I wanted to do, and specifically wanted to do it because I wanted to have a water birth. And... I'd heard about how amazing it was and and all of these things. Well, we had a <laughs> we had a blow-up pool set up in our living room, and we had candles all lit around in there and we had soft music playing, and it was just this beautiful, tranquil scene. Now, of course, I was in labor, so you know, there was some things going on, and I'm not gonna tell you it wasn't painful because it was. He was over 10 pounds, he was a big kid. But what i wanted to share and how it relates to this is that moment when cameron came out they they immediately put him on my chest and i remember he used his hands and he put his hands on my shoulder they they put him to the side if you can picture this like they pulled him he, pull him out he came out and then they put him on my right shoulder and he had his arms and he 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 pushed down on my shoulders and he like pushed himself up and my husband's face was right there, looking over my right shoulder, and he looked Cameron looked into both of our eyes. It was the most amazing moment because he just looked into our eyes with pure wonder and awe, and all we could say was, "Hey, buddy, hey, hey, oh my gosh, hey, you know, like he wasn't crying he wasn't he wasn't upset at all. He just had this amazing awe, and he was looking at our faces, and then He started crying, like the midwife, I think, smacked him on the butt or something, and he started crying just to make sure he was okay. But just for that split second, I saw that awe, that trust that we were being—he was coming out, and we were the first people that he saw, and he was trusting his entire life into our hands. So that was a powerful moment for us, and when I think about trusting God, I think about how— my God, our God, is so much more trustworthy than that. That I am a human and I fail, even though I love my son immensely. Um, and, and, you know, would, would always try my hardest to be the best I can be for him. But then there's God. There's God and he's perfect. And so looking into God's eyes in that same way with that same wonder and lo- putting that mindset on as we approach our day. Um, the second half of it is, is focusing our thoughts. On a heart of gratitude, so this this recognize is that we're saying we're choosing to look for the good. We're choosing to recognize what God is doing, and um, this is because what our thoughts focus on is what our mind will develop and create. And I know this from neuroscience, from a a brain-based perspective. As part of my training, I went through neuroscience coaching, and that's been transformative in terms of how to help women get over these blocks, because so much of what we have going on is we know it logically, but we don't understand why we can't get past it emotionally. And that's what that training has helped me with, with doing. And so part of that training has helped me understand how our thoughts work and what our mind focuses on repeatedly is ingrained in the subconscious and until it becomes this belief. So it's really powerful. I won't get into all the science, but um, those tapes that we have playing in our head, those are the things that are changing us every day. And if we can turn those tapes into times of gratitude and, and focusing on the good by recognizing every day what he's doing that is when the change can begin to start happening and so that's what another aspect of this recognize is is really just recognizing what God is doing what is he doing right now what are the good things that are going on what is the what are the ways that he is being real and i i often when i'm encouraging women to learn about how to recognize i say all right just write down as part of this process write down 3 to 5 things that you can think of that are going that happened in the last 24 hours that were just truly only things that God could have done. So, sometimes, you know, we have these big miracles, of course, but a lot of times most days are pretty ordinary. Let's let's face it. And so it might just be something like that sunset last night was incredible or I ran into a friend at the grocery store and I hadn't seen her, you know, in months, and it was so good to catch up with her or I had a chance to make this really amazing meal last night and it was a new recipe and I loved it. Or um, I don't know, I whatever. Whatever would be something that you're just like, that was just a little gift from God. It was just a little wink from Him saying, yeah, I'm with you. I love you. And like, I gave you that gift. That was not something that you could have done, like meeting a friend or, or you know, I, this was something that He orchestrated to make happen. And um, it's it's so powerful when we can do that. And I know that for a fact that it actually can change our circumstances from the the inside out because this was the mindset that I practiced when my husband was out of work for 18 months. I remember being at about the 16-month mark. And now again, when we go through these situations, we don't know when they're going to end. All we know is that we have what we've experienced up to this point. And so at 16 months, I didn't know if it was going to end in a week. I didn't know if it was going to end in another year or two. I mean, it was... It was brutal, and that's one of the hardest parts about going through a difficult time, of course. But I remember sitting outside, like I was sharing in that place where I spend time with God, and I remember looking at all of the reasons why and feeling consumed by all the reasons why I was going to be wanting to despair that day, basically. And one of them was, Lord, we have about six weeks left to live on, if that. and. We have scrimped and saved, and we just have no idea. No idea. (laughs) We have no offers in sight. And yet, Lord, we have this house. We have four children. You know, we have to feed them. Um, We have all of these things, and we are tired. We are tired, God. We just, we need you to step in. And so while that was my prayer that morning, And for those few weeks, I remember there was about a month that was especially brutal during that time. It was right around that 16th, 17th month mark. My sustenance that the Lord gave me was this concept of recognizing what He is doing. And some people can call it gratitude. You can call it gratitude. But I feel like gratitude really limits it and and keeps us from um, really getting to the root of what it fully could be. And it also sometimes just... It gets us stuck in this rut where we're like, oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have a bed and I'm grateful that I have, you know, a car and I'm grateful that I have a house. And those things are big things, yes, that not everybody in the world has, of course. But we can just become, it can become a very check the box. And so by just putting on these lenses of what is God doing in my life today, that is is so much more powerful, I've found, for me and for others um, who've who've shared this this process. So going back to that moment where I was in and what God gave me, that sustenance, He gave me Philippians 4.8. I'm going to read it for you. It says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, I had not gone through the neuro coaching training that I have uh, right now looking at this. So I can tell you, again, from a neuro coaching, from a neural standpoint, thinking on the things that we want to, to believe is the way to train our brain to move towards the path we want to go to. I can tell you that from a science perspective. But just from that moment of a girl sitting outside, freaked out that she was going to lose her house, not be able to feed her kids, even after 16 months of seeing God provide, This was this was balm to my soul. And what I physically did was I began making a list of those things and ways that I could recognize that God was being true, the ways that He was being honorable, things that were right, things that were pure, things that were lovely in my life, things that were admirable, because there were, there were. I still had four amazing kids who were amazing me every day with their personalities and how they were growing and changing. I saw their faith expand immensely during this period. My husband and I, our marriage, it was, of course, we had moments that it was difficult, but the Lord gave us the strong desire and we made the choice to say, We are going to fight together. We are not going to fight each other through this. And so that was something that I had honored. I could honor God for. I could recognize that that was Him working and saying, don't you dare let this ruin your marriage and I'm going to help you. So many things, friends, little things, big things, all kinds of things, Um, down to my amazing dog, Stella, who was such a constant, (laughs) just a constant presence in my life. Now Stella passed away about a year later, and I don't want to go into that too much, um, but I know that God gave us her short life, especially during that specific period of time in our family, as a comfort to me. And so recognizing that and letting that be my thoughts throughout the day and, and reinforcing that by by every morning, making that part of my practice and my time with God, that's what made the difference, friends. That is what made the difference. And um, that's what I still do and that's what gives me joy that is what fuels the joy because every day the easier it gets easier and easier to see the ways that he's working when you can practice this every day so that is focusing our hearts our thoughts on a heart of gratitude and then the other part of that is that we are remembering as we're recognizing you know sometimes we can't recognize in the moment it feels like it's hard but we can also remember and reflect on the past, and this cultivates an expectancy that God will show up again, because of course, in the moment, we can't see it. But when we look back, we see what God did and how He used it. Um, we have all these little personal testimonies where God just shows up and does things that only speak to us um in ezra seven twenty seven to twenty eight there's this amazing Testimony that Ezra gives, he says, Praise the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who made the king want to beautify the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, and praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king, his council, and all his mighty nobles. I felt encouraged because of the gracious hand of the Lord, my God, was on me. There's these little things that God does in our, that we, big things, we can go through something, you know, of course, and see, oh, I saw how, now I can see how God used that. But there are these little moments along the way too that were like, that was just God, again, giving me a little wink, like, I got you, girl. I love you. I'm still here. I promise. I'm still in this. I'm never leaving you. I'm never forsaking you. I'm with you. And I wonder what things you've had happen in your life where you have seen, just God honor those little promises. So I'm going to share a couple of little things that have happened to me um, that are just kind of are top of mind that I can think of right now, and they're little things. They're these little promises in our heart that sometimes we think, you know, we might be just thinking about, or we think of as a little girl, and and we may have even forgotten about them. But then when they happen, it's like they just come fles- rushing back, and it's like, wow, God, that's just you saying. I, I got you. I'm faithful to your promises. And when we can recognize them, oh my gosh, again, we can see his presence. So here are my silly examples. Okay, so at our old house, um, we we the house we lived in before we lived the one we live in now. I remember walking into the master bedroom and in the bathroom there was a tub. And I was like, really? And only like this conversation between me and god was 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 just like only God knew right He only he knew what was going on in my head because I remember just even from the time as a little girl, always wanting like a standalone tub now it wasn't one of those tubs with the clawed feet, which would have been my my perfect ideal, but it wasn't a tub with a shower inside of it, you know how those kind of tubs are and showers. And I had never had a house that wasn't like that or lived in a place that wasn't like that. And I always just, again, not a huge thing, not like a deal breaker in my life, nothing huge, nothing, but it just had been something I thought, that'd be really fun to have something like that someday. And again, I'd never, I hadn't thought about it for years. And then we walked into this house, into the bathroom and it was just like, God was like, I gotcha. Look at this. I gotcha. And I was like, oh my gosh. God, you're so good. You know, just little silly things like that. The other thing was actually something that happened last weekend or a few weeks ago, but it came to culmination last weekend. I have been blessed to lead worship um, at several different churches that I've attended. And um, most recently at the church that I'm at now, leading worship. And I was asked to help lead worship at the women's retreat that we just had last weekend. And that was something that's always kind of been in my heart of, I think it would be really amazing to do to have the privilege to lead women in worship for an entire weekend like that. And again, in the back of my head, had thought it a few times and thought, oh, that'd be really cool, God. And then hadn't really thought about it much else. And then when I was asked to do it, it was like, I again could feel God going, see, I'm here. I hear every single one of your dreams. I'm with you, and I am i haven't forgotten any of them, right? So it's just good. It's good to recognize those little things, those big things, and to see that God is there because there are gonna be moments, as you know, when we can feel His presence, and there are gonna be moments when we don't feel His presence. And again, the feeling, our love, our faith that He gives us, it is not based on a feeling. It is based on consistency, and it is an ever consistent flow from him, but we can trick ourselves by letting it think it's, it's it's just about feelings. So these are ways that we can recognize and build that confidence and remind ourselves he's here, he is with us. So I have kind of given you a little bit of an outline, but I'm going to review it again just so you know exactly what this looks like and how to do this every day, Um what I would encourage you to do if, as part of this second step of the spiritual growth rhythm is to literally write down the ways that God is showing up in your life, how He has showed up in the last 24 hours, so to speak. What can you celebrate? What can you celebrate? What are the miracles, big and small? What are the little touches from God? What are the, the, the good things that you can focus your mind and your heart on, like it talks about in Philippians 4, 8, the things that are true, that are pure, that are, that are honorable, that are right, lovely, admirable? What are those things? Write them down. Don't just think about them because there is evidence that our brain recognizes it in a different way when we go from thinking about something to writing it down. It actually moves to a different part of our brain and becomes more solid in our brain when we're writing things down. So, and the best part about writing things down is that on those days when you are feeling discouraged, you can go back and you have a physical record of what you wrote down and what you recognized and it's it's amazing. I encourage you to try this this week. Just try it for a day or two. Just say, "You know what? I am going to just for today, even though there are all these things that might be distracting me or causing me to be upset, I'm going to recognize and I'm going to honor and celebrate the ways that God is showing up right now because I believe he is and I believe he always is, and I'm going to just make those plain to my head, to my heart and I'm going to start proclaiming them and you just watch things will change for you in your life all right now I want to invite you to give this a try for yourself because I know that it's easy to just talk about these things and to think oh yeah that's a great idea next <laughs> you know because not intentionally but we get busy but life just happens I have created an opportunity for us all to be able to make this a reality to to be able to to do this on a consistent basis. And that is what the Connected Bible Study Experience is all about. It is an online Bible study experience where we go through every month a specific topic. There is homework that we will have that is the first part of the spiritual growth method or the spiritual growth rhythm first part being the receive. So you're having a Bible time every day. Um, You're having this time of recognizing what God is doing. And then the third part of the the rhythm, which we'll talk about in next week's podcast. But it has those three parts, and you're practicing them every day. And then there's also a time of teaching for me. There's a time where we're we're going deeper from a coaching perspective of how could these things apply to our life and and what are the obstacles that keep us from really believing in them? We're working on that as a group and we're holding each other accountable. We're we're saying every week, what can you celebrate this week? And what can we pray for you about? And it's a community. It's 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 I created it because first of all, so many of you have shared that it's difficult to have a consistent time with God, that you need motivation. You need um you need to be able to really have that that reason to do it and you need accountability. And secondly, a lot of you have said that this, which is why the coaching is such an important part of it, that you've said, you know, I have real issues with God right now because of X, Y, Z. So the beautiful thing about this connected Bible study experience is that we're talking about and going through scripture and, and digging deep, but we're also really recognizing the big issues that could be holding us back from connecting with God. And we're, we're doing something about it. So I invite you to join us. We would love to have you as part of the community. And because again, it's something that's consistent. It's not like, um, a woman's Bible study you might have at your church that just goes for eight weeks and then is off for the next three months. And, I understand how that is. That's difficult. Um, join us and let's talk about these things together and stay keep each other consistent in these areas using the spiritual growth rhythm. And also, we're talking again, like I said, about identity. We're talking about super important topics that women like us are all struggling with right now. This is my heart is breaking to hear about how the enemy is running rampant. Among Christian women right now, just destroying us from the inside out with these thought patterns and and negativity and um, just inner critic stuff. And I want to help you get free from that. I I feel called to help women talk about these things from a realistic standpoint, connect with God, and get free from these mindsets. So... I would love it, and I know that everyone else in the community would love to have you join us for the Connected Bible Study Experience. You can go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash connected to join it. All right, join me again next week. We got the third part of the spiritual growth rhythm coming up, and this is the part where we've, we've received from God, we've recognized how He's working, and now it's like, there's still that little bit left, there's still that little gap, And this is the part where it's that that full completion of the connection with God. So I can't wait to share that with you. This is the power that comes in this third step that causes us to respond and to be released into His great service every day. All right? I'm excited. I can't wait to see you back here next week. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. One more quick thing before we end our time today. I wanted to make sure you signed up for the Reconnect 5-Day Spiritual Growth Challenge that starts on February 10th. It's a simple way to challenge yourself in the new year to see the incredible things that can happen when you connect with God in a powerful way for five days in a row. I can't wait to do this challenge with you guys. I am super pumped about this event, and I want you to be a part of it. So... To sign up, go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash spiritual dash growth dash challenge.